Hey everybody, it's Dave Engel. How you doing? Listen, before we get started, I'd like to tell you about how the paternity test is going. Climbing again. This Sunday, June 26th, we'll be at the First Ascent Climbing and Fitness in Chicago, the Avondale location for First Ascent Family Day. That's a day of super fun activities for kids and parents too, if they're feeling brave. Climbing, zip lining, crate stacking, slack lining, speed climbing, face painting, an activity zone with games and crafts and more. It's normally 10 bucks per participant, though spectators don't have to pay. But if you mention the Paternity Test comedy podcast at the front desk, it's half off, only five bucks for a climber, which is an incredible deal. Matt, Viva, and Professor Foster will be there. And Matt's going to record a show with guest host Taylor Wood from the Mommy What blog at Chicago Parent. Come say hi, then go for a climb. Our last climbing party was incredible, and this one is sure to be as well. That's Sunday, June 26th from 9 to 1 at First Ascent Avondale, 3516 North Spalding in Chicago. And it's supposed to rain that day, so uh, what else you got to do but sit at home and cry? See you there. The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. From Illinois and New York, it's the Paternity Test. This week, two-thirds of us are awake. Dead bunny photo ops. Swim trunks at 40. And hand and foot and mouth diseases for your kids. And now, three guys who are too distraught and tired to look up the meaning of the word malaise. Here are the dads. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. I'm Matt Barazzi in Chicago. Once again, there is no Dave Ingle in upstate New York. He's up there somewhere. We just don't know where he is tonight. Sleeping in a, on the floor in a twin girl's room, huddled up in a plastic playhouse in a yard with a pipe in it. Is he going to do that until they're like in high school? I feel like they must be at least 10 years old by now. they got to be at this point. He's sleeping in their room still. So whatever it takes, I understand that. you got to do whatever it takes. But four years old, you would think that you just lock the door and bolt it, and at some point they're going to either knock themselves out with something and fall asleep, or just they'll just be so tired they'll fall asleep somewhere. Well, I think there might just be a sheer exhaustion problem at our age, right? They might not even need him to lay in there anymore. Oh. He just goes in to say goodnight, and it, it just falls asleep because he's so exhausted. Uh-huh. The girls probably don't even want him in there anymore. They're like, Dad, get out. Oh, they're like, this is embarrassing. No, no, I'll just, I'm just going to, I'm just, just for 30 seconds. Well, I think we're at the time at life where we're at the most strenuous years of parenting and the most strenuous years in our jobs as well. So, like, Professor Foster goes and reads books to Viva, and then Viva crawls into her tent to go to sleep because she's a lunatic and she sleeps in a tent instead of a bed. Uh, and then Professor Foster falls asleep in the rocking chair for a couple of hours. And then gets a power nap and then can't sleep mm-hmm. all night. So I think Dave's just in, uh, if I stop moving, I fall asleep mode all the time. Yeah. Well, the the tent thing about Viva intrigues me. I feel like Ellie did that for about two years where, or maybe it was just about a year, where <clears throat> in her the way her bed was set up, we were able to have like a sheet over it 
and so she would sleep in that. Like there would be a large blanket over the top of her bed. I think it was while she had a toddler bed because, you know, in order to convert her crib to a toddler bed, you just took out the front rail, and then it was a toddler bed, right? That uh-huh. makes sense? Sure. So you still had three walls there, like three three tall rails that mm-hmm. were the old crib rails. So you could put a blanket over it, and it just made a perfect tent. And she's wanted, she slept like that for, for at least a year. In like a, a, a gently cotton-thatched roof uh, mm-hmm. prison. Yep. What made her stop? Sleeping in the tent because we're wondering if this tent thing's ever gonna. End. You know, I don't. I, at some point, they just stop wanting to do it. You know, it might have been when we switched from a toddler bed to a twin bed because somebody didn't have the option. You know, so uh, that might you might have to. But the tent thing is not her bed, right? She's sleeping like on the floor in a tent. On a on the floor in a tent next to the bed. Oh. I think she slept in the toddler bed we bought for her for a week. And then somebody got her a tent for her birthday, which she got a you know she got the big girl bed for her like third yeah. birthday, and her second birthday, and also got a tent, and so she only slept in the bed from the time of her actual birthday to the day of her party, oh. and now it's been like a year or two of sleeping in the tent. I think her feet already stick out of the tent, so maybe when yeah. like from the waist down she sticks out of the tent. <laughs> well, I mean, at some point you could say that. I don't know, you gotta I think you gotta move the tent to another room or 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 somehow have an excuse to have to take the tent down and force her back into her bed. Well, she'll go to college someday. What does she sleep on? On the floor? There's some blankets oh. laid down there as oh. for a little cushion. Although, you know, you're not supposed to sleep in beds anyway. I had a that Korean roommate in grad school and he was like, Why do you people sleep in beds? It's barbaric. <laughs> he'd try he'd, I'd hear him like like throwing himself around in his room and realized that he was trying to sleep on a mattress and couldn't stand it. And then he'd just like lay down on the floor and go right to sleep. Oh, maybe she's, you know, maybe she won't suffer back problems when she's older because she's a floor sleeper. Maybe I she'll go on to become a successful businessman in Seoul. Welcome back to the podcast at Settling In for a long summer of camps, baseball, and gold bond powder on the inner thighs. I've already... Uh... I've already well-coated myself in the gold bond. It's the only thing that gets me through those long baseball games. Right? When you come out of the shower in the morning, it's like you're you're making fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dr- I dredge in it. I just lay down. I get, I get dredged, and I'm ready to go. Uh, I use the uh, the menthol gold bond, which I, you know, I like to call air, air conditioning for your nether regions because... It gives this cooling effect, you know, that menthol cooling effect. So you have a minty groin? I guess it's minty groin, I guess. <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was my radio name in college. Yeah, minty groin in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the menthol gold bond because I feel like it, it has that cooling action. I didn't know there was such a thing as menthol gold bond. Are there other kinds? Is, is there like French vanilla and... I don't know what else would there be? Lemon zing? <laughs> Tried the, yeah. I'm afraid anything else would be like you know sticky, like honey, honey. Uh, oh yeah, right. Lemon uh, zing. Teriyaki. Yeah, teriyaki. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me right on the barbecue and I'm done. You've been proselytizing for gold bond powder on the thighs for almost as long as I've known you. Yeah, and I know you know there's some people who use baby powder and some people who just use straight up cornstarch and whatever else, but. I do like now the gold bond. I wish there was a better application method for putting powder on your inner thighs because I feel like it goes everywhere. <laughs> You're like uh, Ross in the leather pants. Yeah, 
so right now my method is to like pour it into my hand and then like <laughs> slap it up on my thighs and that kind of <laughs> makes it go everywhere. I can't go straight from the bottle onto the thighs because th- there's no good angle. I was gonna say gravity that doesn't gravity doesn't work in your favor. Yeah, so I feel like I need to lay on my back and put my legs in the air. Yep, roll up onto your shoulders. But like a baby, like like how you, you like how you would put baby powder on a baby. You would someone needs to hold my legs up. There's a picture. You know, just to where my bottom lifts off the ground a little bit mm-hmm. and then powder me. Giant adult baby. <laughs> I'm sure if you looked at the adult services section on Craigslist, you could find something to come over and do that for you for free. <laughs> for free. Oh yeah, cuz that's they like to do it. Right. Someone's seeking adult baby. Yeah, so it's there not might be for a me, seeking adult baby section on Craigslist. Man, well, I wonder what else they can do while they're here besides powder <laughs> me. I guess they could burp me. Yeah. You need any wiping services? I'm always down for some wiping. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Your toenails. Oh, I would love someone to clip my toenails. Put little mittens on your hands so you don't scratch your face in your sleep. <laughs> I ask Kelly to clip my toenails all the time, and she's. I think she would def- divorce me before she did that. <laughs> She'd certainly divorce you after she did it. <laughs> and now it's time for Animal Crackups. That's where animals say the darndest things. I have a story. I should maybe give out a trigger warning before this story oh, for yeah. the animal lovers in the Heasel. Oh, before you do, speaking of animal lovers, mm. this may have officially like been the jumping of the shark of uh, the Hamilton craze and that the... Is a Brookfield Zoo named their new baby camel Alexander Camelton? Wow! <laughs> yeah, that shark's jumped. If we yeah. weren't sick of uh, Alexander Hamilton or uh, Hamilton musical puff pieces in the news, uh, yeah, moving over to zoology, <laughs> it has it has moved to zoology. Yeah, it's so you kind of clever. Except it is clever. I did like camels it. Camels don't have anything to do with Alexander Hamilton. No, I think it's the camel. Yeah, you know, it's a little, just a, little like camel toe. Alexander Camelton, Alexander Camelton, Alexander Camelton, Alexander Camelton. Does he rap? Not yet. He's only a couple of days old. Oh yeah, he's too young to rap. <laughs> Give him some time. What's the trigger warning? Nature is red in tooth and claw. That's the trigger warning. What? I, I think <laughs> any any story involving nature, I get goosey around nature because I know. Nature always ends badly. It's the way of the world. Like when we had the morning doves that made a nest above my back door. Oh, yeah. As soon as you see a bird nest, it's only a matter of time before you find a dead baby bird on your threshold. Mm -hmm. Right? Bird nests equals baby birds. Baby birds equals dead baby birds. Yeah, I had to scoop one out of uh, my stepmother's dryer. They built a nest right above, like under her soffit, Mm -hmm. and a baby bird dropped out of it and died on the driveway. Yeah, because animals are all about margins with babies. Humans were, too, up mm-hmm. until, like, the last 75 years or so. Right? You have eight kids, and you hope that, like, four of them make it to adulthood. That was, like, the plan. <laughs> and that's what, that's what animals do. So as soon as you start getting excited about an animal that's coming around, eventually you're going to have to put it down, mm-hmm. <laughs> find its corpse. You know, it's, it's, it's just not going to end well. Yeah. It's the circle of life. So you know that I am the... Uh, educational, the edible educational coordinator. I'm the sexy farmer at the Hippie Dippy Co-op preschool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went out to the garden the other day uh, to the plot in our community bed to plant some herbs and uh, 
vegetables and marijuana. And <laughs> I was cleaning out the hemp, bed, actually. Just ha- it's just hemp. You don't have to call it marijuana. Hemp, that's right. That's right. It's for purely for uh, making um, uh, bags and uh, <laughs> those Mexican-looking shirt things that you wear at fish concerts. All for- natural. So I'm cleaning out the garden so I could plant in it. And I put my hand into a pile of what I thought was leaves, and I noticed that under the leaves it was warm and wiggly. Mm. And I pulled back the leaves, and there was a bunny hutch. Hutch? Or is Same that what there. you build for them? Bunny nest? Bunny nest. Sure. I'd say nest. A and nest there's of bunnies. Probably four baby rabbits wiggling Aww. around and being adorable mm-hmm. in a hole in a raised garden bed. How the hell did that happen? I don't know. I guess uh, rabbits are very discerning about where they dig their bunny holes. Like, you think they'd put it in the ground next to the bed, but no, hopped up. I guess it's because the dirt was all turned over and loose. Mm, loose dirt, and then maybe they thought it'd be safer from predators. I suppose if you want to put your babies on a platform. <laughs> <laughs> you, think, you think that's a good idea? Oh, the snakes, uh, I don't know. What, what eats baby bunnies? Snakes, wolves? It's the coyotes and the foxes and the... Raccoon oh, yeah. rats, I'd be afraid of. I mean, these are urban bunnies. Yeah. Do, rab- do rats eat baby bunnies? Do androids dream of electric sheep? Does chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? Do black patent leather shoes really reflect up? What did you name rat- the bunnies? Did sure, rats. Eat- and- I named it rat bait, uh, rat food, <laughs> uh, cheese ball. Uh, you, you, know, I'm not you didn't name, name any of them Alexander Hoppington? <laughs> Alexander Her- Harrington? Alexander Bunnington. Heron Burr. (laughs) Thank you and good night. (laughs) So Uh, I I emailed the teachers and said, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. There's there's babies in our bed because the kids like to go over during the day and check out the plants and check out the stuff. And I looked it up and that whole thing where if you touch a baby bunny, the mom turns on it or eats its face off or whatever. Myth. Yeah, totally myth. So I said, maybe you want to go over, show the bunnies off. So some of the teachers did. They lifted up the, they gently lifted up the leaf cover. The kids looked at the bunnies. One bunny hopped out, hopped back. Kids were delighted. Yeah. Uh, the next day, I was the helper. Like I got to go be the classroom helper for the day in Viva's class. So they said, well, Matt's here. He's going to take us over to the gardens and show us what he's been working on. I, I uh, helped the kids plant radish seeds. Walk over there, and it had been like a torrential downpour the night before. So we kind of galumped over through the mud to the to the gardens. And the kids said, are the bunnies there? Let's see the bunnies. I said, all right, but you got to line up, single file, and we don't want to disturb them too much. I'll lift up the cover, you know, the leaves and the hair and the stuff. That yeah. The cover in. And you can peek in, be very quiet, and then walk away. So they line up. I kneel down. And as soon as I looked at the pile of leaves and, and fur, uh, I noticed that it was very wet, very tamped down. And there were a lot of bugs crawling out of it. Oh, no. But th- I look up, and there's 16 four-year-olds standing in a line, their big eyes glistening with hope of seeing the baby bunnies. Yeah. And I, I reached in, and I pulled back this wet mess of, <laughs> of plants to reveal drowned bunnies. Drowned? Drowned bunnies. Oh yeah. no! Maybe they, drunk. Maybe they died of a disease. No, you bunny sids no. and then were you wet. Drown those bunnies. I think I, it, it's possible that digging a bunny nest in a big fake bed, like the drainage wasn't good. 
or I bet that happens in regular nests too. Sometimes if they don't get out in time and they don't and they they panic, you know, they they panic and the ones on the bottom start to pull the ones on the top down, and then or, next thing you know, or they the ones fall. on the top just don't get up, and the ones on the bottom just drown. Yeah, because I feel like two of four. I'm not entirely sure, but I feel like there were four alive ones and two dead ones, and I never saw two others. Um, but, you know, they could have just been dead ones, and then it rained on them. I don't know. Uh, so there were still a couple of alive ones when you peeled the back, or they were all dead? When I cleared out the corpses, I, I feel like I only found two, and there had been four. So what did so, you do to the 16 kids? You say, oh, they're, they're sleeping. That sure as hell is what I did. Really? Yep. I said, I just take a little peek. And like I just lifted it up enough that you could just see like a little paw and a little ear. And it wasn't like all <laughs> bloated or anything. There were like maggots <laughs> crawling out of the eye sockets. But there were a lot of like little weevils like crawling up the, the pile. Oh. And I said, they're sleeping. So just, just look carefully. And I didn't even know if they could see it or not because like visually it was all kind of a mess. So like I think yeah. they saw an ear. And then they were all like, they were all so excited. And then one of the teachers said, I'm going to get my camera and take a picture. And she took a picture of me like smiling and like holding up the, the pile and like a kid looking. And then afterwards I said, uh, please delete those pictures. Like do not put those pictures in the newsletter because it is a picture of me showing dead baby bunnies to 16 four-year-olds. Yeah. Someone will s- somehow recognize something in that picture that goes, those are definitely dead bunnies. It's the X's for eyes. Yeah, maybe <laughs> So you actually remove the corpses afterwards. You know what sucks about that? I live in the city. I only tend these gardens. I don't have like a body disposal spade. I only mm. have garden equipment. I don't have a shovel. I don't own a shovel. I didn't own a shovel. So I like went to the hardware store and said, give me your like body disposalist shovel. And I went back to the garden and then I, it's pretty natural to be upset by dead baby animals, right? Yeah. Sure. I mean, not upset like weeping on the ground but like ugged out Mm -hmm. so i didn't want to well first of all i didn't want to put the spade in and chop any of them in half oh yeah and i didn't want to look at their poor sad dead drowned faces or it had been another day i didn't want you know if they were just like a mass of maggots or something i didn't want to see that (laughs) i want to make sure i got under all of them and try and get it on one scoop so i dug a hole behind some bushes it's gonna scoop the bunnies up in one scoop put them in the hole you cover them up do a sign of the cross, whatever you do, mm-hmm. four out of 40, and be on my way. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, pour out a Mickey's malt liquor for, mm-hmm. uh, for uh, uh, Heron Burr and be on my way. But I, I think this happened to Dave when his dog wouldn't stop eating chipmunks in front of his daughters. But I couldn't seem to get Well, the one dead grabbed a chipmunk and, like, sh- he grabbed a chipmunk and death. shook it to death in front of the Snapped girls. It. Yeah. Snapped its neck. I seem to remember he had a dead animal body disposal story but i couldn't get the two dead baby bunnies to stay on the shovel oh like they kept like flipping off the shovel so ultimately then i was chasing them around the hole with the shovel and like they kept falling off on my way to the Should grave they were dead all the way maybe they're only mostly dead <laughs> they still had enough in them to be like don't put me in the hole i'm gonna fall off this shovel on purpose i got better uh, well that could be a complex that like i buried them alive and that they're Plotting my revenge like Benicula. So, did you leave the two alive ones in the hole? They were gone. They like had graduated. Oh, they well, they also probably didn't want to live in a hole with their dead siblings. <laughs> a few people do, except for the occasional <laughs> Poe character. Uh, generally, people move out of the houses with their with their dead siblings in them. 
Yeah. So yeah, so that's how I. That's how. This is why I'm the school gardener and not the school zookeeper. I know you killed. You killed those bunnies within a day. It was it was fast. Two days. And Two days from discovery to death. Where is this? Uh, you know this absentee uh, bunny mom who's yeah, supposed this to be making sure bunny mom yeah. sopping carrots off the government and not even taking care of her kids. <laughs> She's hanging out at the bar on the corner. You know, bumming smokes off of people. Mm-hmm. Playing video poker. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she got eaten by some sort of neighborhood critter. Or, you know, I should have checked for bullets in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Like, they might have just caught a couple of strays in the drive-by. It's summertime. <laughs> that is so sad. Like, the, a bullet joke in Chicago is... <laughs> Too much? It's funny, but it's mm-hmm. it's so damn sad because... it. It's so real. Like, it's happening. 16 people get shot, like, an hour in Chicago. Mm-hmm. How is there anyone left in How Chicago? How are you not shot? How have you not taken a bullet to, like, a shoulder blade or something or been grazed by one, uh, you know, on your forearm? How have you not taken a bullet in Chicago? It's a numbers game at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, I did walk by a chalk outline about a block from my house. Oh, my gosh. And I live in a nice neighborhood. It really is troubling. It's it's unbelievable. I don't really know. I was listening to the to NPR and they were talking about you know the hot spots over the summer and extra police being able to like swarm the area in in minutes. And I don't really know what the heck you can do except like militarize that whole south and southwest side of the city. But and they like, kind of have, but you still can't. If someone wants to someone is illegally getting guns and wants to kill someone, they'll just walk over and kill them. It doesn't matter how many patrols you have. Yeah, I guess so. Other than dropping a nuclear bomb on Chicago, I don't know how you <laughs> turn it around. <laughs> yeah, well, at least you're thinking long-term. At least your solution is... You right? Know. Very long-term. You can put a wall around it like in that uh, Hunger Games book. It's not Hunger Games. Oh, uh, Maze Runner? Mm, one of those. <laughs> not re- the, the Maze Runner book that's not Maze Runner. Oh, uh, Scorch Trials? Oh, that's another Maze Runner one. <laughs> no, what is it? It's uh, Harry Potter and the Olympians? <laughs> um, What's it called? The Giver? It's called, there's a bunch of them and they're all called, it's like the Born Supremacy, the Born Identity, the Born. Yeah. They're all like variations on one word form. Mm-hmm. Like allergic and... Yeah, I, I keep thinking of the word like... In, defiant? It's something with an E, I thought, or no. Divergent. Divergent, yes. Divergent and convergent. And molergent. They should call it Chicago with a wall around it. And it it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, then, like, oh, that one. Mm -hmm. Hey, folks, you already shop on Amazon. Why not put those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? Here's how you do it. If you want to buy something on Amazon, go to paternitypodcast.com. That's our website. Click on the support page. You will see an Amazon box. And when you click on it, Amazon opens. You buy what you're going to buy. They know you came through our site. They give a portion of their profits to us. And that's how we pay for this here show. I know you're shopping on Amazon, you dirt bags. Do it through our portal and we'll get money to pay for the boops and the beeps so you can hear all our funnies. Um, I had just bought because summer is starting. I threw away, Todd, yesterday, two swimsuits. And I realized that I bought them. One of the summers that you and I lived together when you were on tour with the Joffrey and I was swimming in the pool all summer. Yes. Was yeah. that 99, 2000? 
That had to be 2,000, I'm guessing. Uh-huh. So are these ones, like, were they actively in a rotation? You used them? Somehow I got up to three swimsuits, mm-hmm. and these two were both too big, like too fatty. You're not a frequent also, swimmer, right? Are you? No, I can't swim a lick, and I don't even enjoy it. Okay, uh, so that's why they've lasted you 16 years, because they, yeah. they get used. Oh, look at this. I just turned, I just, this is a throwback to the last segment, but I just opened my Amazon page, because we're talking about Amazon, and the first thing that comes up under the DVDs is Allegiant and Insurgent, the other two Divergent movies. What did you buy that, that wants you to get that? Is it just I don't know. It says new for you, and, it, and it's showing me Zootopia and Gods of Egypt and Allegiant and Insurgent. I thought you were going to say Watership Down because we were talking about dead bunnies. <laughs> Sorry. I just I was, We were talking about Amazon, so I opened up Amazon. Uh, so 16 years you got out of a swimsuit, which is pretty impressive. Not bad, right? Yeah. Um, and it had a brother. I can't remember one. I think I bought the, the, the subsequent year. So uh, one year in the pool. Now, how in style was it still? Oh, well, that's the thing. Um, it's probably time to get rid of them anyway. I had bought a Speedo one last year. Not a Speedo, but a Speedo brand. <laughs> Speedo brand, yeah. Uh, not a of, banana hammock. No, not at all. Not a posing pouch. Uh, <laughs> not, a, not a Borat sling. I do feel that swimsuits have gotten smaller again, like in cut. Really? Yeah, like I don't want to be that guy in the board shorts, you know? Mm-hmm. That seems maybe too daddish. So I bought some shorter ones. But I also don't want to look like a creep. You know, I don't want to look like yeah. disco stew either. So I bought, because I only had the one pair, and now there's lots of beach parties with the other parents and pool parties with the other parents. Like, it's going to be a big, really, the only s- significant swimming times in my adult life were when we were in an apartment, when I'd go to the Jersey Shore when I lived in New York, and now that there's the baby and there's all these pool parties. So I bought another Kind of short pair, but I don't think they're creepy. Maybe I should send you a picture of the pair I bought. Uh, what do you wear for swim trunks? Do you I, swim? I wear, yeah, because we have the... We we Florida ha- every year. Florida every year. We have the uh, passes to Raging Waves here in, in our area. So, uh, Oh, that's right. You have the big old season passes. Yeah. And your stepmom's pool, is she still... Yeah, it? she still has a pool there. So when we go down with the kids, there's some swimming happening. So I have... Probably what you're thinking of when you think of the the dad shorts. You know, they're not board shorts that go down below my knees. They're I'd call them to the, to the knee or uh, just above the <laughs> knee, but I guess almost to the knee, to the top of the knee. Fairly generic geometric pattern, nothing special. I usually like pretty plain ones. I don't normally bu- go for a lot of loud patterns on on my swim shorts. Usually, just give me the black or navy blue or you know gray or something like that. But these have a bit Wait, of a pattern to them. Stripes or- yeah, I don't, <laughs> yes. Uh, I get the one. I get the 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 swimming trunks that it actually is a like a screen printed uh, front of the David. On oh, the, that's on, nice. On the swimsuit yeah. of mm-hmm. Michelangelo's David on the front and back. It really gets people's attention. But then, just as they're about to call the police, they realize it's a screen print. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, it's not a yeah. It's it's only a screen printed crotch. I guess that's okay for my child to see. <laughs> It's art. Yeah, exactly. This is art. It's the human form. But the ones I have now have some, uh, like a you know, some pattern stuff and colors. And I've actually seen other guys wearing it. In, I think twice I've walked up. I've you know, someone at a uh, swimming pool or where that had the same one. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not very unique. 
Oh, here's an item. Amazon. Oh, but you didn't say anything to them. You didn't say like, "Hey, yay, nice shorts, nice shorts." No, hey, I, I, I got one of those. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I'm looking on Amazon on their swimsuit, and I just came across the men's liquid metallic contour pouch bikini swimsuit. Well, that's what I got. Oh, good. I was afraid you'd get something uh, less tasteful. I wanted my package to look like a baked potato. I need you to look this up right now. Uh, they call it a swimsuit, but I don't really know how it can be. Can I delete my Amazon browsing history afterwards? Nope. It's gonna just wait till the, you start getting suggested items based on this. I want a back picture. I want to know how much. Oh, okay. It covers more of the more of the butt than I thought it would. And the guy's got a sweet back tattoo to to boot. <laughs> wow. Well, I did notice when I was looking up swimsuits that there's a lot of. I don't think they're for swimming. Yeah, this is not for swimming. Look this up. I don't care if it's in your Amazon search history. Look up men's liquid metallic contour pouch bikini. <laughs> All right. I'm looking at the one that's in metallic gold, but you can also get it in blue, black, silver, turquoise, red, or copper. A nice copper look. But, yeah, the guy's got, uh, he's tatted up. A real space age there. Could you imagine swimming in that? No. No, exactly. No, I could not. It's, they're also very low rise, so if you have any pubic hair, it's gonna show. I, can, uh, I mean, any pubic, like any, any, any. Yeah, yeah, any. You're right, and that's everyone should have some. Yeah, right. <laughs> unless again, unless you're an adult baby, uh, <laughs> I think you want some, some, you know, at least some sort of telltale shadow of your uh, adulthood. Yes, happening. So, are you buying uh, swim trunks on Amazon? Oh, here's one that is just. Hey, yes, and it came in a fit, actually. Oh, that's amazing. Um, here's one that's like really a drawstring bag that you just put your genitals into. <laughs> and what do you use that for? Uh, <laughs> all in your genitals around, I guess. <laughs> now, with you... my old suits that I got rid of, and maybe the problem is that they were a little too big or too worn out, this, this, this smaller suit, I feel like everything's going to stay where I put it. In mm-hmm. this smaller suit, with my more baggier shorts, I sometimes would wear a speedo under the swimsuit to keep everything in place. Mm-hmm. And also, when playing in the pool with a child, sometimes things get pulled down. You know? Yeah. That's like I had true. three kids climbing on me at a pool party the other day, and like one of them jammed their foot right down my butt crack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I wanted, so I was wearing a speedo under. A swim trunks just so if a kid pulled down my shorts i wouldn't uh be the life of the party but with this this uh tighter pair i don't know i feel like everything's kempt and it's not coming off well i do feel in the larger shorts that especially the mesh my internet is uh doesn't doesn't support as well as i'd like it to uh-huh so maybe i need some of these shorter would you call them like a 70s kind of short short like an athlete they're, they're headed in that direction yeah like Jack Jack Tripper going jogging kind of short, kind of. Now they don't have the the notch on the side or like the slit okay. on the side, like the little seventies running shorts. Yeah. Oh, those are nice. So that's not creepy. Uh, no, because they cover. I mean, they cover everything. You just it, those are. I would call those mid thigh, right? Uh-huh. About a mid thigh. Still a low rise. Like this guy's got definitely 
things shaven down pretty it's low. There's some here. manscaping going on, but there's been some manscaping. And uh, is that as low as they sit on your waist, though? I feel like that's below your natural. He's waist. got them pulled down a little bit. He's not wearing them right. No. Yeah. Yeah, I would wear those up a, a probably an inch there. Uh, but uh, I I think those are, those are acceptable. Yeah. I, I if I were wearing a robe that short, you'd definitely think I was weird. <laughs> yes. But I think it's okay for for sure. So that's good. I, w- I wanted your input on that before I like walk to the beach and everyone. I don't know that I would get away eyes. with it. Although I'm I'm not ashamed of my legs. I feel like my legs are pretty fit looking. Well, there you go. So I could you know maybe if they can have one of these where the waist is actually just under my man boobs, <laughs> but the shorts end mid thigh to show off my quads. Maybe you should consider an oldie timey bathing costume. <laughs> That's what I need. But with with extra short legs. Yes. Or how about a singlet, like a wrestling, like Andre the Giant's costume? Yeah, why can't I rock that? Bundy. I just love that it's called a bathing costume. You need to wear a straw boater with it. You can get a matching one for your wife, and she can wear one of those mob caps, like strawberry shortcake on her I head. I just need to know if this has so? uh, a, supportive, a supportive mesh. Do they have supportive mesh technology in the... 20s and 10s teens (laughs) no but this is you know this is something new made to look old so you know they gotta have it oh sure right this is adjusted to modern sensibilities this isn't uh Mm -hmm. boardwalk empire we're talking about oh yeah here it is alexander's costumes plus size men's bathing suit (laughs) (laughs) it actually does come with the the straw hat and a cane (laughs) Always important for swimming to have a cane. Great for 20s parties or theatrical plays. <laughs> Doesn't matter what play you're in. Just get this. <laughs> Available in 1X or 2X. But this is extremities. Why are you in an oldie-timey bathing costume? The weirdest production of Equus I've ever seen. <laughs> and I've seen some weird ones. Steve, when we said you had to provide your own costumes for Les Mis, we didn't mean this. You're the bishop, for Christ's sake. If you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. If you use iTunes, you can subscribe to the show to make sure you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, if you could leave us a review, it's quick and easy, and it helps other listeners find us. You can also read our weekly paternity test blog at ChicagoParent.com and our monthly column, Viva Daddy, in Chicago Parent Magazine, available wherever peanuts are not. Hey, a week or so ago, uh, I had an article on ChicagoParent.com about a kid falling in gorilla pit. Yeah. And it went very viral. Like, it got a lot of action. But I did something I never do, which is I looked on Chicago Parents' Facebook page to see if it had gotten a lot of likes there. Mm-hmm. And I normally just look at our page. And it um, there were 21 people on there telling Chicago Parent to fire me. Oh, no. And, like, saying that I was had horrible taste and that I was evil and that I was the devil for writing a satire about a kid falling in a gorilla pit and getting the gorilla killed. And they were all sad because the gorilla got killed, which was the point of the piece. Yeah. That it was a shame that the gorilla got killed. So they agreed with me, but they thought it was inappropriate that I would use satire to make a point. It was no, kind of upsetting. Someone might be... Did you, you didn't go on and like reply as you, did you? You know, I thought about it, but then I decided that was too like Donald Trump of me. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to just like t- take each person apart individually because they were saying some very hurtful things. 
you know, that I was a lazy, bad writer. I mean, if they just say I have poor taste or they disagree <laughs> with me, that's one thing. But they're like, this is bad writing. And I'm like, no, it's not bad writing. Somebody who was an English teacher, they're like, I would expect more from my high school students. And I'm like, look, I know you're sad about a gorilla, but if you think this is bad writing, I feel bad for your high school students because their teacher's in the wrong line of work. Mm-hmm. Jerks. I guess it's animals. You start talking about animals, people get weird. Yeah. Animal people, they value, sometimes they'll value animals over people, so they get really touchy about that stuff. Yeah. Well, and it was a pro-animal piece. It's just they yeah. didn't, they thought this was beyond satire. I think whenever anybody says, like, you can't joke about this, you're in a bad place. Mm-hmm. Anything that people say you can't joke about, you immediately need to joke about. Did uh, Chicago Parent leave it up, take it down, have any there, You know, as you know, like, they're super chill about us. Like, they yeah. always stand behind us when we get flack for whatever. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to get 4,000 people who like that piece and 21 who want me to die. So, yeah, net gain, I'd say. But... I don't know. If you supported that piece, thank you. And if you told me to go jump in a gorilla pit, you're a big jerk. But I couldn't. I God, I wanted to defend myself, but that's the worst, right? Yeah, you can't get involved. Yeah. I'd be like that guy from St. Louis on Amazon who wrote a terrible musical theater book, and every time somebody writes a bad review of it, he jumps on and yells oh, at yeah, them. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, those, are always make, those make for a good read, and it does not make him look good. So I yeah. would avoid that if I were you. Darn it. Well, I thought mean things about them in my heart. And now it's time for quality time. That's where we're not sleeping when we're supposed to be watching the children. We're resting our eyes. Yeah, my my grandma loved to use that. She'd fall asleep on the couch and I'd go shake her. Grandma, why are you sleeping? I'm not sleeping. I'm resting my eyes. My granddad did that, too. I think old people might have thought that was actually a thing. Something they had to do. Like some other form, like a form of sleep or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe they just they actually had to rest their eyes. Yeah, so medis- for medicinal purposes. Mm-hmm. You know, Use up all my eye points, and I need to sure. turn some back. It's a, right after they drain their humors. <laughs> or a lot, what, do they, what did you have to do with your humors? You uh, balance them. Balance your humors. Mm-hmm. I've got to balance my humors. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I've It's summertime, right? Summertime. It's summertime, and it's supposed to be great and relaxing. Kids are off school. Kelly's, you know, a teacher, so she's got some time off. Fish are jumping. The cotton Fish is high. Fish are jumping. The cotton is high. <laughs> and my baby's good looking. What's I don't know. what I was expecting to go into, like, summer mode with our lifestyle, you know, which would be. Paradise, you got your Paradise. season tickets to the water yes. slide. You got Summer Kelly. Summer Kelly's back. I'm the only one who doesn't change in the summer. I have, my job continues. Uh, I use one or two vacation days here and there to, you know, make some long weekends during the summer. But other than that, I keep working. But uh, in the past, I feel like there's been a lot of Kelly and the kids are at the water park. You know, three to. Three, at least three days out of the week, three to four days out of the week, and then I'd come home and meet him there. You know, after I'd go home and 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 throw on my swimsuit and uh, my gold metallic uh, pouch bikini, <laughs> and I'd and I'd run over to the water park and meet the kids there and and with Kelly and hit some water slides before it closed and come home and grill some burgers and that's kind of what I imagine the summer is and I feel like that summer has changed for us. Alex is thirteen and Ellie is a, a ten and a half, and uh, they are both very involved now. Ellie 
I, I feel like our summer has become busier than our school year, and we thought our school year was busy. And there's so many scheduled activities now. Well, that sounds terrible, and also your fault. Yes and no. I mean, the what kids' activities. We're not going to tell the kids no. You can't do anything over the summer. Well, there's for raising a kid with interests. As if Alex doesn't play enough baseball, he signed up for a baseball camp. What? So he's got baseball games at night and tournaments on the weekends, and now he has a baseball camp during the day. Finally, he'll get some exposure to baseball. <laughs> Finally, get that much needed baseball practice. <laughs> uh, well, this is the reason you do this camp. This camp is at the high school. It's run by the high school coaches, and so it's kind of like a butter up the coaches so you can get on the team in high school camp. A little, I wouldn't say butter them up, but let them. They should. They know your name then when you show up. They're like, oh yeah, you're the kid that came to camp three years in a row. I remember you? You're a good outfielder. Okay, you made the team. You know, you just you get, wet your pants. It's a <laughs> you're the kid that wet your pants. So if that happens, you're, you're taking a gamble. Either either you could be the kid who uh, was a great first baseman, or you could be the kid who took a dump in left field, literally, <laughs> and tried to get away with it. <laughs> you hit the catcher in the head with the bat, and you're still in the hospital. <laughs> it's been two years. He doesn't know numbers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't know what numbers are. It's the Jason uh, Street of uh, Little League. <laughs> so... Uh, so you are taking a gamble there. You might, uh, you, you're going to make an impression one way or the other. I suppose you can go and be completely forgettable, which maybe isn't a bad thing either. Oh, I uh, remember you. I don't remember you. <laughs> you're the kid that I didn't care about. <laughs> uh, so that's why you do this camp. But Ellie's doing a volleyball camp because she doesn't really. It's one of the sports that she likes, and we have a chance. My my sister in law runs a volleyball camp out at uh, the school where she works, which is on, you know, it's uh, kind of far away. It's like a 35-minute drive, 40-minute drive from our house. But it's uh, it's with her, and it's a, a very good, like a really nice camp. Uh, it's a, it's long. It is from 1 p.m. to, no, it's from, yeah, 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's a lot uh, of volleyball. It's a lot of volleyball. Is it only volleyball or is it volleyball and crafts? No, they don't. She hasn't brought me a new wallet yet, so no, it's uh, it's it's you know volleyball related activities, team building and and team, you know, oops courses, and then they it's have a snack rafting. break in there somewhere, one or two snack breaks, and they do some like training games, you know, for like speed and agility training, not really training, but you know, like games, tires and stuff. Yeah, they they have some tractor tires, tires they've got to flip over. And uh, they have, I don't know what they do. I, I don't they know. Lock ball. So, belly crawl, somebody fires a gun over them. <laughs> so Alex's camp is from 10 to 12. And Ellie's camp is from 1 to 7. That's a good way to alienate the children from one another. And then Alex still has baseball games in the evenings a few nights a week. Is he out and of I'm baseball juice the by day. then? No, I asked him today. I'm like, aren't you sick of baseball? He's like, no, I want to play more. Is he tired? Uh, he has that teenage tiredness, but he he can get his energy up for a game. But then he's what's funny is that when he was ten, we couldn't get him to go to bed. He wanted, and now he like we get home from a baseball game and we walk in the door and he's just like good night and disappears, close the door, and we don't see him again until the morning. Wow, you know, so he's uh, he gets tired, and he when he's tired, he just goes to bed. <laughs> 
Whereas Ellie will fight it and want to try to stay up. And so, no, I'm not tired. And meanwhile, she's her eyes are closing on the couch. I'm like, go to bed. But I'm not there. So, um, so what does it mean for you? I mean, just driving them around all day? It just means that Kelly and I are putting a lot of miles on our cars because uh, she drops Alex off at baseball, then she leaves to drop Ellie off at volleyball. And then I go to pick Alex up from baseball, I bring him back home, and then I go back to work because I have have to use up my lunch break to pick him up and bring him back home. Uh... (laughs) So then I use up my lunch break to pick him up and bring him home, and then I go back to work. He's home alone for like four hours. Till I'm done, and then uh, I take him and go to baseball, and Kelly goes back and picks up Ellie at camp and then meets us at baseball, and then we get home, and all four of us immediately go to sleep. You still drag Kelly to his uh, Kelly drag Ellie to his baseball games. Well, when they're late enough, last night we had a baseball game that was supposed to start at eight. We didn't start till like eight forty five or so. We got Is home at eleven eight? o'clock last night from baseball. The umpire was late or something. I don't know. And then, so the umpire's late. <laughs> last night, the umpire's like a half hour late because I guess he signed up for like a double header, but at two different fields. So his first game went long, and it was at another field one town over. So when that game was over. And when they blew up those disco records, all hell broke loose. And- <laughs> they had to cancel the second game. Um, I, hold on, Allie's coming down. Say goodnight. Good night, Allie. Good night, Dad. I resent you for making me go to my brother's baseball games every night. <laughs> That's the truth. Um,. So, meanwhile, we're all looking up at the parking lot waiting for the umpire to, to come. They actually even have a golf cart because the team has their, has a team golf cart that hang like the at Travel League or whatever it is, the park district, has a golf cart that they keep for going to field to field and doing field prep. Well, they had it up at the cart. As soon as he pulled in, they were going to have him jump on the cart and drive him down to the field so he can start. So we're waiting for the waiting for the uh, ump. He's not there yet. But they couldn't get somebody to jump in and be the ump, like, I don't know, anybody? they got to be a patched umpire. The guy that's getting paid what? fifty bucks to be there. Yeah, they use real umpires. They're... But it's pretend baseball. Why do you need it's real, real umpires? It's, well, it's, it's real to me. It's pretended that like it, it doesn't matter. No money's changing hands. <laughs> well, you don't have real baseball that, players. Why do they need real my ups? bank, my checkbook, where I, you know that writes a check for travel baseball every year. We pay for the umps. We were going to use an ump. Wow. I really want you to come out into a baseball game. Are there good concessions? They are. I'm, well, that's a nice thing because Alex is 13 now, so he gets some of the nicer fields, and there's usually uh, some kind of grilled encased meats. We were actually at a tournament over the weekend that had a uh, pulled pork parfait. What? It was a layer of uh, pulled pork, and then a layer of mashed potatoes, and then a layer of pulled pork, and then I forget yeah, what the next great. layer was. That's and then chocolate, and then sauce and gravy or something. That sounds great, isn't it? Great because it's it's a meal in a cup, so it comes in a cup. But it's a it's it, it look it looks like a Sunday when you look at it. When you just glance, you go, "Oh, they got a that's a nice looking Sunday," and then you go, "It's a pork parfait." That was at the tournament, so we're getting some good uh, concession food at least. Oh, anyway, this umpire, right? He's late to the game. We were waiting for him to show up in the parking lot. Meanwhile, I see a Jimmy John's car pull up, and he's just sitting there. I'm like, oh, someone ordered Jimmy John's. So then the umpire pulls in, gets out of the car, gets on the golf cart, makes the golf cart stop at the Jimmy John's car, pays for his sandwich, and then gets back in the golf cart. So he had called ahead after he left his first game, called Jimmy John's, ordered a sandwich. Jimmy John's beat him to the ball field. Of course, because they're freaky fast. They're freaky fast. They're so freaky yeah. fast. They beat him to the ball field. 
and uh, he proceeds to stop the golf cart while we've all been waiting for 45 minutes so he can get out and pay for his sandwich that he needs in between games. I don't know if he's hypoglycemic or something. I don't know. So then in between innings, he's shoving a Jimmy John's down his throat, and we're all giving him the death stare because we're there's parents that get up at 4 in the morning to go to work the next day that are trying to <laughs> sit through this baseball game. Well, next time you got to call Jimmy John's and ask for an umpire. That's what I said. <laughs> exactly. So we, we should have ordered an umpire instead of a sandwich. Get that driver down here. So it's just summer's a lot of work right now, and I'm waiting for the part of the summer where we enjoy it. And I know kids enjoy camps, and Kelly Ellie's having a great time at the camp. And she, But at the end of June, she has another camp uh, that I signed her up for because she wanted to do it. And at the time, it seemed like a really good idea. But she's going to, like, a cooking camp. You cooking know? camp? That's a thing? That sounds great. Well, I mean, there's oh, composting so camp. There, You know, there's cooking camp. Yeah, I guess there's explosive camp and LARPing camp. There should be cooking camp. <laughs> so, yeah, you actually learn some skills. So you getting, getting ready for Chop Jr.? Yes, she's. I'm gonna. She's definitely gonna be in Chop Junior. I can't wait. Speaking of Chop Junior, I'm a little worried about this cooking camp because I was there last week, and the instructor came out because uh, it's at uh, it's it's uh, at one of the schools uh, where I work, and the instructor came out. She's like, "Does anyone have a band aid? I have a kid who cut himself with a butter knife." Oh, <laughs> butter on. knife. Yeah, I'm like, ow. He's how a very would... soft kid. <laughs> exactly. He was extra warm, so it was easier. <laughs> Went through him like a knife through warm camper. <laughs> so we've got camp. Alex will still have baseball through the second week in July. And then a week after that, they have tryouts for next year. And then a week after that, we get on a plane and go to Florida. And that, I guess, will be when we enjoy our summer. will be that week. But until then, summer's a lot of work. Alex hasn't si- signed up for any you know, training with the... Devil Rays or... Uh... I was tempted, but uh, I think we're going to actually take a week off of baseball in Florida. Wow. Because when we get back, it's back to baseball. We'll be flopping around on the floor like uh, Frank Sinatra and the man with the golden arm. And withdrawals. <laughs> I think I do. I'd probably have withdrawals as much as Alex does. He's going to be walking around swinging two bats, getting ready for nothing. He's going to be <laughs> holding an empty cup and <laughs> pantomiming, eating a pork parfait. What else do I have? <laughs> I don't have that. This pork meal in a cup is all I have. Social media isn't just for your failing lifestyle brand. It's also for us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram at The Paternity Test, and on Twitter at The Dad Test. And you can send us a question or a comment for The Paternity Test mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 657 657- Bad dads, like this fellow did. Hey there, uh, paternity testers. This is Michael in New York. Listening to the latest episode and heard Dave's story of the the sad friendlies oh, somewhere yeah. in Pennsylvania that possibly had been a bank before. And I think I got that beat. I was probably nine years old, eight years old, and uh, living in Chicago at the time. And uh, my father and his uh, best friend he had gone to high school with, and they would both gone to Notre Dame together. So we went out to a Notre Dame game. I don't recall the I think Notre Dame won, but I remember my father got really sick during the course of the day and fever and was just in a bad mood. And we, on the way home, we stopped at a Howard Johnson's, you know, probably somewhere between South Bend and Gary. And it's we got into the Howard Johnson's. It was the only place that was open. And <laughs> they were literally 
disassembling the Howard Johnsons around us, <laughs> unbolting booths. We had some food. Yeah, they were literally taking the place apart around us as we quietly tried to eat while my father was in a bad mood and, uh, and then headed home. Michael Rice from Opera Now, the Opera Podcast, with a very depressing story indeed. They don't even have Howard Johnsons with food anymore, right? No. Do they even have Howard Johnsons anymore? Is that still a thing? I thought those were all gone. I think they still have them as hotels. The, ho- the Hojo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can still stay at a Hojo. But I think the Hojo restaurants might be gone. Howard Johnson. Yeah, we watched that collapse throughout our lifetime. Oh, it's part of the uh, Wyndham family of, you know, the Ramada, Baymont, Dazen, Super 8, Travel mm. Lodge. I just don't really approve of any hotel with exterior corridors. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, does it still have those? Yeah, yeah. The, well, some like do and some don't. You know, style. like you could, the same thing with a Days in. Like you could book a Days in and go, uh, you really regret it. Well, you probably regret it either way. Sometimes some of the newer ones, they have the indoor corridors now, or uh, you can get one with the outdoor corridors, which just, I don't know, I don't like having one door access to the outside, especially when I'm near like truck stops and, uh, you know, in the middle of Well, I feel like the door access to the outside is really to let the hookers leave the street. (laughs) Yeah, they don't have to do the walk of shame Mm -hmm. through the lobby. Right, and past all those sad uh, silver cloche trays. Outside mm-hmm. the doors from yeah. people's discarded room service. Like they could just walk out past the buzzing uh, vending machine and get in there, get in their pimp's car and drive away. <laughs> hey, Michael also mentioned uh, at, we don't, at the end of the voicemail, he mentioned that he contracted a disease from his child or from some child called Coxsackie or Coxsackie or Coxsackie. I guess. All, which sounds like, uh, one, it sounds dirty, but it's not. Two, it sounds like a town in New Jersey, which it might be. Yeah. Well, this is a like a, a hand, foot, and mouth disease. Yeah, he's, the way he described it, it sounded like uh, stigmata. Well, he said you get blisters on your hands and feet, and which are painful to walk on or to grab things, which seems very uh, unfortunate. And you also get... Uh, Does it help fever. you jump higher? Like they're not on the bottom. No, of they're not like Air Jordans. You know, you don't. <laughs> you can't pump, pump it up, them up, honey. It's got to be the blisters. Pump it up. <laughs> it's just, the blisters explode as you try to jump up for something. Fever, rash, and small blisters, and malaise. What's malaise? Is that just a general not feeling well? I think it's in Indonesia. <laughs> Am I saying it right? The general malaise. malaise. You feel like you're in the Carter administration. Malaise. <laughs> All the sitcoms are depressing. <laughs> Just a general feeling of discomfort, illness, or uneasiness whose exact cause is difficult to identify. So that Just does... a general feeling that you have to wait in line for gasoline. <laughs> yeah, I think if you explore the history of the word, it does say originated from mm-hmm. 1970s Carter administration. <laughs> Uh, Every radio station has Carpenter's songs on it. Oh, God. I wish I hadn't caught this malaise. <laughs> so have we gone to the Google image search? We got to we got to get your disease. Why not? It's What's it called? Scrofula? Coxsackie. Coxsackie. C-O-X-S-A-C-K-I-E. Look it up along with us, everybody. This is your Google image search. The paternity test Google image search of the week. This week sponsored by... 
Blister cream. <laughs> I wish I had a name for a blister cream, but I'm unaware of any. A good, what, what is a good blister cream? Anyone got a, anyone can know a good blister cream out there? You buy Neosporin. That's right. Oh, Triple yeah. the antibiotic ointment. Triple now, this the fun. is extra sad because some of the pictures are kids who get it, but I guess adults also get it. So Michael got it. He's an adult. So the, the pictures of the poor kids who have it on their hands and feet, that's very depressing and sad. It looks upsetting. Uh, well, it's not as bad as some of the things we've looked at, uh, like uh, children's skulls with two sets of teeth or, uh, what is it, scurvy or something? Scurvy. <laughs> you looked up one that made your bones go all wacky. And oh, let... yeah. I don't even remember what that was called. Ugh. But apparently this heals. Once it heals, uh, it, you know, you're not left with any of the scars or anything from where the blisters were. It looks like a very unfortunate virus to have. I guess for a few days you're just completely out of service. Hand and foot blisters? I mean, that's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, you you don't, don't look like the elephant man, but you look like a very upset person. Yeah, and it probably does not feel good to have pressure on those blisters, which means grabbing things and, like, using the your hands to grab utensils or drinking or feeding yourself, Call washing yourself. Yeah, uh, none of that seems like it would be fun. Ugh. So, and it just goes uh, away on its own? I guess just it clears up and... Um, Oh, yeah, we see Michael Rice. Don't touch him for a while. Yeah, it does say that you could be. You could. What does it say? You could throw the virus for an additional two weeks. That, is that what they throw were? like a porcupine's quills? Well, I guess that was the term they used. Uh, I'm trying to find it here. Where it just usually. Oh, here we go. You can shed it, not throw it. Oh, shed it. Usually uh, resolves in about ten days with no scarring, but the person may shed Coxsackie virus for several mm-hmm. weeks. Little trail of cocksacky behind them. You high five yep. somebody, you hear a pop, and then feel wetness on your palm. Oh, screwed. Shed it. Shed that virus, Michael. Well, if you have a story about a sad family dining experience or uh, any kind of uh, blister, fever, or rash that you'd like to share with us, you can call our voicemail at 657 Bad Dads. Well, folks, it's time for another episode of the Paternity Test to jump its bike over a downed power line. That's always a good idea. There's enough electricity in those things to fry an elephant. Roadblock! (laughs) What does Roadblock know about frying elephants? Has he ever done it before? He is the G.I. Joe chef. (laughs) (laughs) Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test. Like us on Facebook and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. You can catch us Tuesdays at ChicagoParent.com and leave mean comments. Call our voicemail, 657-BAD-DADS. Tell your friends about the show. Tell us about your depressing Shonies or your melancholy Bob's Big Boy. And consider a donation to the show via our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com. All right, everybody. Remember, if you find a rabbit in your yard, don't get attached and name it Rabbit Gale Adams because it's bound to end in heartbreak. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. (laughs) 